Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I pray this is a great day. It's a great day to serve the Lord. You know, we live in a world of curiosity. I think we're all curious. I know I'm very curious. I get curious about things, why things happen the way they happen, and why this or why that. You know, my wife taught four-year-old preschool for 31 years, and she told us to come home sometimes telling some stories, some of the questions the kids asked. They asked really interesting questions. Now, teacher, why is the sky blue? You know, I don't know what Denise's answer was, but I'm sure it was right because she's a brilliant woman. She's my wife, and she's brilliant. And I don't say that because she's my wife, because she really is. Why did they name the moon the moon? <laughs> oh, man, things I have never even thought of. If I could see with one eye, why do I need two eyes? Many questions are cute, but they can be hard to answer. When growing up, and some of you that are older, you remember this show, the Art Linkletter Show, remember that? And they had a segment of it that said, kids say the darndest things. Well, I got slapped for saying darn, so uh, my dad always thought that was a cuss word. But uh, that's what they named the show, and the, the segment of the show. And you never know what kids will say. You know, over many years, I've walked over and, you know, you visit the day school where I where we have a church and we walk through and kids say crazy things and they look at you and they say things that sometimes are rude and sometimes are nice, sometimes are innocent. And it's very interesting, you know, and that's, and then you reach the age of, of going to schools and you wonder, should I go to this party? You know, I know I asked that question. Should I hang out with certain kids? Later, they may ask, should I go to college? What college? And I remember that whole segment trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. Then later, should I get married? Should I have kids? Should we live here or should we move? You know, after I stepped down as senior pastor, I told my wife, I said, maybe we ought to do something else. Maybe we ought to go somewhere else. Maybe things are different for us. We ask ourselves, we talk about things. And then maybe, how do I define success? What's most important to me? How, how will I be remembered when I die? Then there are the deeper questions, like the one we're going to talk about today. Who is God? Who is God? We want to talk about the God of the Bible. Too many people have false gods and are literally running from God Almighty. They worship everything but the Almighty God from figurines to nature. Folks, it's going to be a sad day when life on earth ends and they stand before the judgment seat of God and give account of their lives. That is why it is important for us to know who God is. The Bible says, excuse me, the Bible lays out the blueprints. If you're looking to buying a house or building a house, you want to look at the blueprints to look at the specs, to see where everything is, to see how it fits, to see if there's enough room. The Bible lays that out for us in Genesis 1.1. He says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning, what, folks? In the beginning, God. It all started with God. I've told you this before, but if you want to see the Bible come to life, go to Israel, and you will walk in the footsteps of Jesus, and you will see how the Bible is so accurate and without fault. It opens your doors in, in a hurry. God is our Heavenly Father. A.W. Tozer, author of The Pursuit of God, 
states this, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. When you are faced with the question, who is God? What do you think? God, who is he? Does he exist? Is he on the throne in heaven? Does he have a whistle around his neck like a coach cheering me on? Or is he like Santa, happy and giving great gifts? We've seen many depictions of God through Hollywood's eyes, and I will say not many that I would put stock on. So you got to be careful what you watch and what you understand from the image of God. What comes to your mind when I say, who is God? Well, understand one thing. Our eternal destination is dependent on how we answer this question. But more importantly, it is to know that believing is vital. Yes, believing. If I say nothing else, understand the importance of believing that Jesus is Lord. There is zero chance to spend eternity in heaven for those who do not believe God exists and do not believe in his son, Jesus Christ. Oh, but pastor, my friend, he's the greatest person on earth. And I had this conversation yesterday with somebody, and he's the greatest person on earth, and surely he must be going to heaven type thing. I said, not if he hasn't accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. You can be the kindest person on earth. You know, David says in Psalms 14, 1 and 2, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. Their deeds are vile. There is no one who does good. The definition of fool is the one who acts unwise. It is very unwise not to believe. Why people throw the dice with all eternity is beyond me. People throw the dice with eternity. Said, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just see what happens after I die. Probably nothing. I'm probably just going into the ground. I won't be aware of life again. People, it is going to be a, a rude awakening when you pass from this life and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. I would not want to be in your shoes. I would not want to be gambling with my eternal life. Well, there is no eternal life. Well, I'm telling you something. If you're wrong, you are in deep, deep trouble. The Word of God makes that very clear. The Bible assumes the existence of God, but it also supports it by tons of evidence inside and outside us. One thing before I jump into into some of these other things, you know, I want you to know that you know you were made in the image of Almighty God. The Word of God says you were made in the image of God. He knew what he was doing. He had a plan, and the plan is for you to believe in Him and come to Him. And things got changed, as we well know. You know, people started living bad lives. Next thing you know, the world is destroyed by the flood of Noah. He said, I'd never destroy the world again by flood. We've seen a lot of floods, but the world has never been destroyed by a flood again. But in, So we get the idea of what little bit what God looks like. And in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, he said, Then God said, Let us make man, mankind in our own image, in our likeness that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the animals. God has a moral code inside of us. There's a code for what's right and what's wrong. And folks, the truth of the matter is, most of us know that code. Most of us know how how to live. You know, people try to justify, well, I don't know if I'm sin or not. I'm going to say, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Bible says this in Romans chapter 1, verse 20. For 
Since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. We don't have an excuse. The moral code was put there so we would have no excuse that every person on the planet would have a decision to make, to believe in him or not. Currently, it's said that over 2 billion people believe and the rest don't. Some of you are passionate about injustices. When you see injustices, you want to take care of it. That's great. But there's no injustice unless there is justice. If there was not a standard of what you should fight against, there would be no reason to fight on. Within us is a higher moral law revealing the universal law giver, our God. We are created in the image of God for the glory of God. Inside you is the evidence of God's existence. There is invisible and invisible evidence of God in your life. Look for a moment at the makeup of your body, just for a moment. I know I don't like thinking about my body in any way, especially avoiding the mirror, but the human body has between, listen to this, 10 and 100 trillion cells. They are constantly tore down and being remodeled and replaced. Think of it this way. If your body was a house that was the size of Texas, imagine knocking down all the walls in a million rooms every second and rebuilding them. That's what's happening in our bodies. Then your blood. You have 50 billion white blood cells that are fighting against viruses and disease. Your body, uh, your body, according to scientists, have 60,000 miles of blood vessels that could go around the Earth equator two and a half times. Can you imagine that? Who could make something like that? Only God can create a masterpiece that you are. He is so much more than our minds can understand, but yet he is as close to us as a brother. He hears our every cry. He knows our every heartbeat. And he knows people. He knows if you believe in him or you don't. Or if you live on an island on your own, if you just, you're just in your own world, or he knows if he's a part of your world. You can let, then look at the outside of you. We can cause we can cause this, the cause can call this a cosmos. Every single effect has a cause. If the universe exists, it must have been caused by something. Thomas Aquinas, an Italian philosopher and theologian, who is who was who the five proofs of the existence of God says in this way, an infinite chain of finite cause is impossible. Therefore, there must be a first cause of everything, which is, a, which is an uncaused cause. That almost gets confusing. And that is God himself. There is efficient cause for everything. You believe one of two things about what you believe is eternal. You believe either in the universe, universe or God, even scientists believe the universe had a beginning. Yeah, even scientists. God brings his personal attention to his creation, and he demonstrates his love for us. He sent his only son to be the living God on the planet and to die for the sins of the world and then to rise again. And the great news is he is coming again. What a day that's going to be when you see your Savior face to face. People of God, I hope you believe. I hope you believe in the, the magnificence of Almighty God and you put your faith and trust in him today. I'm going to continue on with this tomorrow. Thank you for listening. I pray God blesses your life in a mighty, powerful way. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.